why is it in every single media adaptation of like D&D or a class system, it's always a barbarian and never, never do you see a fighter? But always we got paladin. We got yeah, paladin, all, baby. Always a paladin. Always a barbarian. You, those are like always, always a bridesmaid. Never a never fighter. A fighter. <laughs> That's what I heard too. <laughs> Welcome to reshoot amateurs in no suits. Too many movies to explore. Ruthie, Hector, and Ed laugh till the end. Let's see something never done before. They're not boring, I'm like everyone else says. Partial to a barbarian. Yeah, a good barb is always it's a classic barbarian's classic although i i'm also with ed i like fighters but that's also because i've read berserk <laughs> okay fighters are like they're good in like actual DD. i don't think if you're trying to make a promotional material promotional material wouldn't be my first pick either but they're a always a barbarian every single time how yeah, many you can have classes have social or other like non-fighting ability not many it's all combat based yeah but they're cool and they're very vanilla like like barbarians. yeah that's the problem i just need love love for my literal favorite class please well my favorite class is a rogue and uh, like everyone everyone was part rogue so <laughs> <laughs> well covered except for the actual rogue he didn't feel like a rogue mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that was weird that was mm-hmm. weird all right uh do you want to give our i guess we Who's should just inter- you guys want to introduce yourselves sure uh i'll go first <laughs> hi everybody oh name my, my favorite name- class Oh, my name is Leah. I am the DM and producer of Slay the Stars. My favorite class is Monk, which we did not get in the movie, but that's fine. Because of course not. (laughs) Bullshit, but all right. We'll get it in the second one. Don't worry. Yeah. We won't be a fighter at all. Ever. (laughs) Everything but fighter. In fact, they'll make literally that's 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 what's gonna happen. We're gonna see a freaking artificer. All the classes, guys, all eleven of them. (laughs) <laughs> or however many there are minus fighter <laughs> alright well I am Jen um, I play Zamira Caltane on our Slay the Stars podcast um, I am also the graphics designer um, my favorite character like I said is Rogue but I do like to uh, oh my gosh what's it called multi-class with just about anything else Rogue's always a good dip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Arthur Polino. Uh, I am. Uh, I play Char on the Slay the Stars podcast. I'm also the audio engineer. Uh, my favorite class is Artificer. However, if you are counting vanilla rules, my favorite class is Wizard. Uh, although I'm, I've played everything up to this point. I have no real favorites. Although Artificer is just that little smidge. What I what I crave. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we never thought this far ahead. Who wants to go on our crew first? You. Okay. You do uh, it. Fine. You do it. Sorry, I didn't mean to focus. Fine. I am Thrai. That's my monk's name because monk's my favorite class. I'm actually Hector. I am Ruthie, and I love a good paladin. Even our paladins who don't do smites. <laughs> the worst paladins. Uh, <laughs> my name is Ed, and I like fighters because I'm boring, I guess. <laughs> Basic bitch. <laughs> but have you seen the Echo Knight? 
Yes, I've That's played so cool. Echo Knight. You just weren't there. It's so cool. It's it so is good. really cool. No, no, no. It does what, what it says on the tin. <laughs> One of my favorites is uh, I play a samurai half elf fighter. So if I take that half elf feat, I can get triple advantage. I get triple advantage. Plus, yes. I can choose advantage when I want to three times a day. It is very nice. It, advantage stacks like that. No, for only for a half elf. Uh, <laughs> if you pick the half elf feet, yes. Wait, how does it stack? Does it you stack? Get a third Do you roll like four? Yeah. You can roll four times. No, yeah. you roll three times, and you pick the best of the three. Yeah, it's but called as like a, elven stack. It stacks like that. Oh. It yes, stacks it like that. And as a samurai fighter, one of my subclass features is I can. Uh, you can choose to have have advantage. Uh, it's either three times or pl- your charisma mod. Uh, three times. Uh, I, it, see, I charisma mod remember. makes more sense, yeah. but. Yeah, then you can't play human fighter. You'd have to do elven fighter, which is a little too spicy for you. Yeah, a little too spicy. <laughs> I mean, how many people played human fighter for their first D&D ever? Oh, wow, it seems crickets. to be the... Wow, crickets. Halfling paladin. Halfling paladin. Yeah, Wait, human fighter. Is everyone's Listen favorite lame. their first character? No, I was a drow sorcerer. Yep. Ah. Nope, I was, I was a, a, a half elven bard, no yes. rogue. Yeah, see, when I called bullshit earlier, I was calling bullshit on you. I know, I know you were. <laughs> uh, listen, I used to always say bard. As a matter of fact, if you listen to the first time I was on this show, if that question was asked, I might have said bard. <laughs> but it's monk, man. I just want to keep coming back to monk. It's a lot of fun. Deflect missiles is a hell of a drug. Yeah, oh, there is nothing more fun than catching a projectile and then throwing it back at the person who dared try to hurt you <laughs> especially when it's a big honking ballista and it just did like yes. a shit ton of damage yes or like falling off a cliff and just three point hero land at the bottom just uh, so <laughs> cinematic so i sent good. those sword projectiles at you when you joined us for that one game leah remember you did that was fun. Yeah. yeah it was great it was a great cool. time <laughs> Why do I hear bongos? Uh, um, I kicked the mic stand. <laughs> oh, you're funny. No, no, Jen just pulled out the bongo. She was like, this needs some background music. Yeah, yeah. Jen, this is the vibe. I'm usually a rogue. I'm a bard today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, today we are reshooting Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Woo! Woo! I'm excited for this. Can't you tell? Yeah, you sound really <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the synopsis ready. <laughs> How are we going? Do you guys all want to work together to do a synopsis of what happens? Or oh, do you that's going to take like three hours if um, we all just like, oh, but this happened also, kind of stuff. We're going to get nitpicky. Maybe. I'm going to vote for Arthur's In a World. Make <laughs> him do the, the movie cinema voice. You're what you want me to just try to him? figure it out? I, yeah. <laughs> what you want me to just like find the synopsis real quick, or just tell Voluntold us our memory? and read it to us in your best movie man voice. I'll be fine. Give me a second. In a world. In a world. I'd oh, apologize, really but I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> I feel like Arthur is our Ed. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, mm-hmm. Arthur is your your version of yes. our Ed. You know what you mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
a charming thief and band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic journey to retrieve a lost relic. But their charming adventure goes dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. Nice. Perfect. Beautiful. Got you. Short, sweet, Beautiful. to the point. Uh, so I guess, uh, do y'all want to roll for initiative? See who goes first? Yes. Oh, man. Do we, do we add our decks to this? No, uh, so, no, because no. mine is like a negative. Because two. you and I will fight over who has more decks. Well, Ed, no, we we all have negative modifiers. Obviously, I do parkour. Not, no, I don't. Superheroes. Wait, do you dice. actually do parkour? Is that a I thing? actually yes, I actually have video footage from yesterday's <laughs> uh, training session. You get a minus what? one. <laughs> I I'm going to need you to send this because <laughs> I want to see it. I'll add to the, I'll add to the, it's it's like a little thing I was working on the intermediate class, but yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. My my, my yeah. dice. My nice dice have failed me. Isn't that how it is? Yeah, no, I rolled. I tested very them. That's what, like that, that. That's that's why you they failed you. You tested them. You just roll with it. Let roll me write it. it down on the message here. Uh, I'm gonna ask uh, Arthur. Nine. Nine. If we're doing modifiers, uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll respect the modifier. Seven. Uh, Jen. Two. It's it's yeah. dex it's dex mod, right? Leia. Uh well that would be a big old four. <laughs> <laughs> We're killing it. We're doing you guys have a D and D podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah. We only oh, roll well first. when the situation doesn't if matter. Want, okay, I rolled a four. But if I have a minus two to dex, it's a two. Okay. <laughs> or if you want to put me at a three, so we're not at two. Okay, points. I'll put Ruthie at a three. Or put me at a one, I don't know. No, 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 you're three. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad. I have actually Ruthie's right there. Uh, I have a eighteen, but if I on the dice, if I have a minus oh, one, this is seventeen. You don't have a minus one. What do I have? I was gonna say if you're out you here doing parkour, no, yeah, you should one, no, or just a zero, or just no, zero. No, no, the average more person can't parkour. I'm debating. I'm debating either if I'm minus one or or, or zero. Ed, I have raced you. You're minus one. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's that's not whatever. Fine. Thirteen. Okay. God, I'm always worried. Like, how do you guys deal with the fact that like some people like are gonna think you fudged your dice roll? I I I was here. I saw. Yeah. Like for our podcast, uh, yeah. we we roll in the open, so like everyone mm-hmm. sees. And I know that it's just the three of us, but we don't. I don't know. It's oh, not I meant, like fun. audience. Yeah, 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 no, I get it, but like it's not it's not fun to fudge those rolls like failing right. every once in a while like gives you the stakes that, you know, make yeah. the rest of them feel good. Exactly. Yeah. I 100% agree. I don't right. I don't believe in fudging. I, I don't use a DM screen for this game at all, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Literally it's right next to my laptop where <laughs> yeah. she rolls. And every time yeah. she rolls, I just go, "Huh?" <laughs> I've heard a few of those. I, I yeah, pictured yeah. that when I've heard the noise. So I'm glad that it matched. You know, speaking, yeah, yeah. speaking of fudging dice rolls, uh, I have another group that I play with. And uh, the DM, had he likes these special Fallout dice because he got the Fallout RPG. And I... Uh, it has special pictures for the 20 and the 1. Uh, he didn't know that they were different. So every one was a 20 and every 20 was a 20. And he critted and uh, literally one shot 
one of our our our, our, our favorite NPC, our little follower that was there. He he was just a normal boy, ten HP, and he dealed like thirty five damage to him. <laughs> no, just completely what? annihilated on a, on a one. On a one because he thought it was a twenty because oh. it was a special D twenty. What's the language situation before I start? Like bringing my sailor language back out. I just want to clarify oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yo, 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 ho, okay. Ho, ho, I just want to make sure. Your horror fiddly D. We there don't was a, um, care. Yeah. <laughs> Leah, a couple years back for Christmas, she got us a dice that said fuck in replace of where the one was, and then a yeah where the twin yeah. was. And I still have that dice. So That's yeah, a good dice. We, yeah, we know where it is. Yeah. I don't right. think I've ever had to fudge any dice rolls ever, even when I've DM'd. Um, because these sons of bitches build super strong characters, and I let them. <laughs> That's good. Okay, I... let's let's be fair. Everyone else builds my characters because I do not. Like, I come up with a concept, and I'm like, help me. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I love building characters, though, so it works out. Ruthie yeah, has I, to, I'm... like... Tell me, don't break it, or else I will yeah. break it. I'm guilty of fudging dice as a, as the DM. I'm about to say, Obviously. better not be as a fucking player. Yeah, no. no. Hector called me out once when we were playing Curse of Strahd because these these guys just came in and they started fucking wailing on Strahd, and I'd been <laughs> building up the entire fight. So I'm like, I'm going to have him bite one person, and he rolled a two, and Hector saw, and he was like, that was a two, and I gave him such a <laughs> mm. we fought a dragon pursuit. turtle and they decimated it within the first couple rounds and i did oh. it yeah when the, it attacked when we were playing theros uh it attacked the shore and all of them just decimated it it did one breath attack on the like the um the docks and then they just destroyed it it wasn't even close only one <laughs> yeah theros that's it is the that's the myth Greek inspired one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just turned it into another pirate party, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Yeah. Still bugs me to this day, but I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the more you say that, the less I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Say what you want. The more I, I think kind of haunts you at night. <laughs> it might. You only twitch sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just wakes up to dragon turtle screams and is. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the problem. I've been on both ends of that because when we played before, I've also been on the the absolutely decimating a dragon turtle end. So uh, I don't know. I never saw a dragon turtle. When paladins smite, they smite hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, she's the paladin in my game, and I have to like. She's just like, why don't you give dragon turtle? Just buff it. Yeah. Well, no. The Our thing is, she's always like, why don't you give me? Like, Some still be like, why don't I get more action or like more awesomeness i'm like oh it's because i have to freaking like all my brain power is devoted to just making sure you don't decimate everything i have planned those damn doors i came in like a wrecking ball what can i say you have <laughs> literally last session um all right sorry hector yes um dnd honor among thieves i have a lot of likes jesus christ i've been this had this much fun film in a while uh <laughs> Heist film with good heists. Anyone who knows me, I love the Oceans movies. So this is a big, big uh, win. Another like, because it feels like an actual D&D campaign. I think we can all agree to that. Like, mm-hmm. the five questions scene is kind of what I think cemented it for me. Oh, so good. I was mad that. they shared that in a trailer because it was such a good scene. 
There was more to it, though, I was glad, because I was worried it was going to be like, oh, did he just spoil the best joke in the movie? But there was more to the graveyard. <laughs> so, yeah, hilarious. I'm surprised how accurate it was. Like, yeah, the spells are really accurate. The lore, the world. Well, the lore is, uh, the world is Faerun. It's Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Something I didn't notice, I've been reading a lot of, like, threads on, like, Reddit about this movie. And someone was saying something really interesting. Like, for example, when they're going into the Underdark, uh, Doric and Simon don't need lan- or farthest in the back away from the lanterns like because they already have dark vision. But the movie just hmm. never makes a big deal about this kind of stuff. It's really cool. Displacer Beast's ability was kind of cool, like the way they show it. I don't know, just geeking out over like, oh, okay, that's how I'm going to flavor it from now on. And, uh... Who here seen Jojo? Was Time Stop a Zawardo reference to anyone else? Yeah, no, 100% was a Jojo reference. Okay, good. It wasn't just me. Absolutely was 100% a Jojo reference. But here's the problem. Wait, what Jojo, Jojo ha- <laughs> The Time, the time stop? stop? Like, I think they even had the sound effect, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, the do 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 like no, the, no, the it was like a slowdown of movement, but I, I don't think mm-hmm. they could. It was similar, but not one to one because I don't think that they'd be able to get away with that. No, well, they no, they couldn't sued. get away with it. But I'm pretty sure, like, I heard like a time like that ticking slowdown. Like, maybe I'm just crazy, and maybe I'm just like that's a JoJo reference, and I heard it in my head. <laughs> no, I, I also, I think you're it right. It could have been in the back in, in the backstory monologue with Edgen. Yeah, yeah, maybe I think so. The fights were so good, like, kinetically, and just, like, the magic was cool. I, I'm trying to run all my games more like that, and I think it's been paying off. Thank you, Ruthie. Okay. The Dragonborn and oh, just all the practical effects with all the creatures. Like, they did not have to go that hard. I loved Jarnathan. I'm so glad they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that respect that they had for it, too, using the practical effects, as opposed to what they did before, which is just not... With the other D and D movie, I mean, it, it's a, it's oh my god, it's so good. I've never seen it. Is it like, <laughs> it's it's something. Um, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, Jeremy Irons is that movie. Like that is that is his movie, and there is there is I don't even give a shit about the rest of the plot. It's Jeremy Irons' movie. <laughs> you know, if we wanted a good movie to reshoot, we should have done that one. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, when we came up with it, when you and I came up with this, Leah, you were telling me like, oh, this will be fun. Let's just do the new one. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they came out like two months later and we're like, I'm like, oh, no. It's so good. I mean, we could do this as like an anniversary thing. We could. Mm-hmm. Sorry, two more likes. Uh, I like the characters had actual arcs and like they let their moments br- breathe instead of just doing like <coughs> Marvel jokes. And also Chris Pine's the best Chris. I think this confirms it, right? Yeah. Wait. Was that ever in contention? Yes, actually. <laughs> I think you think it, I'm joking? I don't think it ever should have been, but yeah, this cemented it. Pine is the best. I think Jen has a differing opinion. I'm I gonna let you have it. Look on her face. <laughs> what's 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 your? Opinion? I just saw no, she's like. <laughs> no, I don't. It's so it's funny. It's more the like the cementing of it because I don't have a favorite chris <laughs> like okay, it changes was, it changes all the time was, so. i'm very yeah there's a there's one chris that definitely is not should have never been in the conversation but you know one might say he was he's a bit of a prat 
I was going to make a Hemsworth joke, but okay. No, it's yeah. Pratt that sucks. I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me so sad because I love that TV show. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not Community. Parks and Rec. Rec. No, Par- do not be Smurfed Community, Ed. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, Parks and Rec, so, so good. Um, so it makes me sad that he's so, so awful. <laughs> You didn't even try for the Italian accent. Like, come on. No, they actually explain <laughs> it in the movie. We saw it. They explain um, it in the movie? I don't care. Yeah, they do. Like the the movie's not minutes. that bad. Again, yeah, it's like that the- is Jack Black's movie, period. Yeah. I will hear yeah, yeah, yeah. no other points You two have seen it also? I have. Well, I, yeah, I saw it. Nope. It, it, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I want to support Nintendo. I took Ace to see it, and it was pretty great. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Did he like it? He loved it. I was so listen, I was kind of lukewarm on it. It felt like a kid's movie, right? So it was fine. I would I would get, give it like a five or six out of ten, and he would probably give it like an eight or nine. So <laughs> really, I'm surprised it won't be like a ten for him. Or an eleven. Well, nothing can compare to the Sonic the Hedgehog movies for him, so Oh, he's your a, son is based. I love him. A man of taste <laughs> and culture, honestly. He's obsessed. No, he has a good right to be. I'm I'm yeah. excited for three. <laughs> Same. Same. I also like them, so <laughs> uh sorry, quick dislikes. Uh CGI could have used some more work. Uh not that it was bad, I guess it was a little lower budget, and there's a CGI scarcity lately with companies, so I'm not gonna hold it against them. Why did Doric have no character arc? Like, uh, yeah. I, supposedly, it's in a book, but I hate when they do that. My bit. So that's part of. Uh, you'll see. You'll see. So not only did she not have a character arc, her only character feature, and I get why they did this, but her only feature was Wild Shape, which, yeah, that's a big part of what Druid is, but that's not the kit and caboodle. You know, it's not the whole thing. I played a Druid in my day. There's a lot more to it. I've played druids that never wild shaped before. Do you also do shepherd? <laughs> no, mine was stars. Oh, yeah, stars, stars is, nice. is fun. I want to play stars. It is really fun. I always go spores. spores That's the one too. I've played, and that one's a hoot. Uh, woman after moonshine, Simon's heart. I respect it. <laughs> I I go as creepy as possible. Oh, Just even better. Always my arc. All the time. Always my arc. She's actually underselling that. You don't understand. <laughs> See, I just go gross and disgusting. Well, so I'm sort of along that line too. Like, so the character, I, I oh my gosh, it's been so long. I can't even remember her name. Um, but she, like, to heal, she would make mud pies. So she was she you so like when she was found, she was literally sitting in the middle of the woods, nobody else around, like talking to herself, making mud pies, and like slapped it on a wound and like healed. And that was the one of the least creepy things she's done. I'm imagining like a darker, like uh like it's a middle of the forest, darkest shit at night. And the kids just covered in mud, just having the time of their life. And like creepy talking and like a little violin music playing. Mm-hmm. Like big glowy eyeballs, yeah. Oh, what was her race? Uh, I think it went furbolg, but I can't remember. You did. Mm-hmm. It was furbolg. Yeah, mine was uh, a gnome, and uh, she failed. Up, she flunked out of wizard school, so she had a uh, the spell book, and she filled it instead of with spells. She filled it with mold and fungus. 
Nice. Like spo- like the the what do they call those? The prints? Yeah. Um nice. Uh like the scobies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when you cut the stem off and then like press it in and yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Ruthie'd never let me play as a spore druid because then I just play one like a freaking uh infected from The Last of Us and she hates it. What <laughs> she hates that. You're so mean. <laughs> All right, sorry. Fixes. References spell slots at least once. Just a stupid joke. I would have I was waiting for it. Or a hit point joke. Yeah, oh that too. Um You good? I could I could take about twenty more punches. <laughs> On occasion, see if you can add subtle dice rolling as like a music cue or a background noise. This was inspired by the new Mario movie soundtrack, which I listened to a lot after the movie. Uh, I just need Forge to throw one knife just to show us that he's a rogue, just a sneak attack. Or maybe he throws like three and like the first two don't hit. But as soon as he's within five foot of an ally, it pins a dude like to the wall. Yeah. And uh, Dork's character arc, I gave her one because I don't like, I don't want to have to do more homework before going into a movie. It, it, it's not fun. I wanted to give her an op. So if Simon doesn't believe himself, but has a lot of power, Doric is kind of the opposite. She believes in herself. She has no idea how to do certain like wild shapes. So like her thing is like, she can't wild shape into anything bigger than like a deer. And she wants to get more of those big colossal ones to help, you know, protect her uh, emerald enclave. So, like, maybe when she rescues her friend, she turns into a snake, bites the horse, bucks the rider off by doing that, by freaking out the horse, gets on the horse, gets her friend, just runs. You know? Like, sneaky, but she wants to do more. So, like, throughout the dragons, cutting way later, at the dragon's lair... She's like, I can't, you know, they're like, can you break it? Break through the walls? Like, there's water. And then she's like, uh, and she tries turning it like a bear. And, like, it just kind of comes out weird, like an overly stretched, like, immense, like, thin person. Like, she can't quite get it. And she's like, I can't. Then Simon does his thing. And then Simon's like, well, I couldn't be a wizard, but I could be a sorcerer. Sometimes you just have to learn things differently, like afterwards in the beach. So then during the tournament, she fights her way across a bunch of monsters. She sees an owlbear, and he can hear dice rolling in the background. You know, like a little nature check. And then next thing she knows, it's just like, during the final fight, she just, bam, owlbear. And it surprises everyone. You don't spoil it in the trailer. And that's my fixes. I dig it. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Next on initiative, it should be Ed, Ed, yes. Hello. Hello. This movie is really good. Um, Likes everything. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Uh, Well, I really, I really, really liked. Okay, so the Speak of the Dead was hilarious. Intellect of ours, hilarious. I liked... (laughs) I did like the the practical effects for uh, some humanoid races and such. I really liked the Displacer Beast. Uh, They don't get enough love. Always a barbarian, though. Uh, (laughs) Is that your big dislike? No, it's not. It's fine. (laughs) I'm not as bugged as I make it seem. 
I don't even know. Oh, uh, the DMPC. You know what I'm talking about. The DMPC <laughs> yeah. was so funny. It wasn't supposed to come off that way, but it did. Especially how he just kind of like walks over a rock just directly <laughs> away. That's like a very, I don't know. It feel very, felt very classic of like a DMPC trying to get that out. They just disappear, I guess. Um, I'm I I am kind of sad that we saw the underdark, but we didn't see any drow. I'm sad about that. I think I know why. Have you guys seen the community, the D and D community episode? Yeah. Yes. You know why it got banned, right? Because oh, of, is, did of did someone face? dress up as a drow and just like people complained that it looked like blackface? Well, no one complained. There was a joke in the episode where uh, Shirley, oh. she's like. Why are we letting that hate crime in here, I think is what she said. Uh, so oh. we're not going to discuss the hate crime? Thank you, thank you. So we're not going to discuss the hate crime? And then he, like, gets a nat one and instantly dies. That's the whole joke. But <laughs> the whole... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we saw the Underdark. Uh, I liked all the little name drops, all the serve, fan service for, for D&D players. And it wasn't, like... I, I, th- I felt that they handled it very, very, very well how there was enough fan service for us with just little Easter eggs and such and things that only we would know, but it still made sense for people who are not familiar with the game at all. I felt, I feel that that's how you handle fan service, which a lot of people don't understand how to. A lot of other movies fail on that regard. Um, also your complaint about the rogue. He's a, he's a mastermind rogue. That's like his whole thing. He's a non-combatant rogue, basically. But like, Ed, like I, he's like an inquisitive rogue, but mastermind, non-combatant. I played a mastermind rogue. I still stabbed a bitch or twice too. Like, yeah, I play an in- inquisitive rogue, and I still stab people. But it's it's a oh, very... I know you stab people. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's still like a lot of that. A lot of that class is very non-combatant, non-combative stuff. Um, so I was totally fine with him being a rogue. Uh, I did. I don't. I don't know how I feel about uh, Chris Pine Bard never casting a spell. Um, what are you thinking, Leah? It's fine. He does cast a spell, and he Bardic botches it. No, no, he he botches his illusion spell. Remember, he like melts no, in front of the. No, that wasn't him. That was Simon. Oh, that wasn't him. Okay, yeah, that was Simon. Then you're right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was like the funniest scene in the. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like that that's that's what it should have been. It should have been him casting the illusion spell. Yeah, and then his foot getting stuck and and messing up like the playing his loot or whatever. But um, I don't have very many dislikes like at all, really. You guys, this is rare. This is rare, yeah. He's a, like he's a bit of a he's not like a nitpicker like me, but he is a fickle bitch. I say it with yeah. love. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, like it's just that I can't even think of anything that I really dislike. The the only dislikes I have is just stuff that wasn't in the movie at, at all. That they didn't all include this thing kind of stuff. That's all. Like I, I like I don't like how they didn't we didn't see a drow. How? How? Yeah. How Chris Pine never casted a spell. 
Also, another reason they didn't show Drow probably is uh, in the sequel, they or they could do a spin-off series with uh, Dritzto Durin. Mm. Yeah, but you can still just show a Drow. I don't know how to feel about a Dritz spin-off. Yeah. Anyways, this is a very famous D&D character. I know. Oh, the, the movie was hilarious, also. So funny. So many good jokes. No, no, no real dislikes. Uh, fixes. I literally only wanted one thing. I only wanted one thing, and they didn't do it. So I'm gonna put it in. The, I just want like two or three scenes of them cutting away, like when they're arguing, cutting away from from the movie, or to just the actors sitting around a table with like character sheets and snacks and dice, and like having an argument around the table basically instead of arguing in the game they're like you just cut out there they're playing the game and you cut back in and then at the end i would i would have it where they cut out and they're like packing up and stuff and sorry what who would be the dm in your eyes would it be, are you ki- uh I would told it be zank you. or would it be hugh grant it would be none of them it would be matt mercer <laughs> <laughs> that's why i want to be the dm and i i want like the other two scenes like in the middle of the movie to not show the dm just the players and then at the end you got the matt mercer uh cameo and then he'll just say uh so same time next week and then chris pine will pipe in and be like ah next week doesn't work that well for me and then the movie ends <laughs> yeah because that's a meme for us Scheduling more fan is hard. Is it a meme or reality? <laughs> uh, two things can be true. <laughs> but yeah, that is literally the only thing I wanted because I remember way back in the day I saw this YouTube series called The Gamers where it was basically like that where they were playing D&D and they'd always cut out to them around the table arguing and stuff. I just wanted that. But it's fine how it is also. Good movie. I'm done. Dope. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Uh, Arthur, you ready? Yeah, uh, I'm ready to go. Uh, so I guess we're starting with likes. Uh, just in general, I thought the movie was very well written. Um, I just with everything going on before the movie started with the OGL situation, and I, I really wasn't sure whether or not I was going to even go see it. I also had a fear of um, like being way too campy on the borderline of being unwatchable because I I've seen some movies do it and I was really scared that they were going to try. But so I don't get to go. uh, I don't see movies with my brothers anymore. And I actually got to go see this one with my brother who does not play D and D. He's not the same like nerd that I am. Uh, And he loved it. So like seeing somebody that has no affiliation with like that community at all. And he's like, no, nah, it was great. I liked it. That's awesome to me that, that they put the movie together. Um, I actually liked that They didn't zoom out and show them at the table with their character sheets. I thought that was very well done. I think I would have been a little disappointed if they did um, because it needed to be that story in that world and taking it out of that, even for a second to me would be a little much, but that's just a personal thing. 
Um, I love the fight choreography, uh, which is all—it's actually also going to be on my dislikes in a minute. But you'll—you'll you'll get to that. But I thought I thought that the fight choreography in general was very well done. It was very well performed. I—I I thought that of all the things that they would have just slashed the time on, I thought it would have been the fight choreography. But nah, not nah, even the the paladin one v five was super well done. Uh, even if it turned out to be completely pointless because they were undead anyway, um, <laughs> which that's another gripe. Uh, I thought that all the the characters in general uh, had a even though even though they didn't have super like um, explained storylines, especially with like Sophia uh, being a or um, I'm sorry, not Sophia, uh, Doric, uh, the druid tiefling. I thought that was everybody felt like they really went to the to the nines like with every all their characters and they really understood where they were going to be and what their point their um the where they belonged in the world um and i honestly michelle rodriguez was my favorite part of this movie i thought she was phenomenal i adore her sure she she was amazing uh even I, i can't think um sofina that's the red wizard i thought that she was very well very well done as a villain being like in the mm-hmm. background, like how it should be in a D and D campaign. Like you only fight them at the end, like the BBEG. That's how it should have been done. I'm glad that she was kept for the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, now dislikes of the movie. Also the fight choreography, <laughs> because <laughs> there are some scenes in the last fight with Sophina, because it's a fight with a wizard. I don't know if they really knew what they were doing because there's sometimes you look at the screen and like, okay. And I can see somebody waiting for a cue. I'm like in waiting and waiting. All right. Attack. And it felt very much like um, the second uh, star Wars movie of the new saga. Yeah. The, like the, the, the Kylo Ren. Ren and yeah, exactly. Because it's very well choreographed. Uh, but there's definitely cues that are either being missed or they're not on correct timing that I felt they could have like, redone another take and done it better uh and the wire work with michelle rodriguez on the the uh the the stair scene i thought could have just been a little bit more tight because when she threw the guy up in the air i'm like that's a wire all right oh yeah (laughs) i loved it anyway but it's clearly a wire can i raise a counterpoint to the timing and waiting for a cue thing yeah could that be on purpose since it's a turn taking six seconds if it is, that's great. It's just the the rest of the the film up to that point had not really established that was really being done, because the fight before, especially with the paladin fight, nobody was really taking turns and everybody's really really fluid. So if they were doing it on purpose, I felt they would have done it through every fight up to that point. No, you're right. Even though when they when they snuck into the um, the Harper's like horde. Uh, that fight was super fluid as well. There wasn't like a turn waiting because I don't know if it's just because I think they shot that fight first that they thought they were going to do it. And then they changed their minds. Um, I'm not sure. Um, And and adding to a a like before I forget about it, the reverse gravity scene with the wild magic sorcerer was awesome. And they, I did, I didn't, I didn't sense any problems with that one. I couldn't even tell if there was wire work. If there was, it was awesome. As well as the, the coinage was uh, Faerun based. Like they were the dra- the golden dragons from Waterdeep. Oh. When he was stealing all the coins from the patrons behind their backs, all of it was like the D and D coinage, which was great. Uh, but back to the dislikes. Um, 
<laughs> I'm trying to think what else there was. I really didn't have a lot of gripes with it. I felt the back end, like the last like 30 minutes could have been a little tighter. It felt like it, it dragged for a minute. And I don't know. The problem is I don't know how I would have fixed it because all those points needed to be hit. Um, and then I actually disliked the red Thay dagger bullshit. I know that it was like a deus ex machina thing. And I know it was needed, but they literally need to make a magic item to counter a magic item that they created. It felt very much like a DM panicking, like, oh, shit. Now what? <laughs> All right. It, that's true. It did uh, feel. How did you said it, that? Yeah. Is, because is it in this too, it, you know? th- No, they they just made them up yeah. because. Oh, if, yeah. All of them. Oh, like the the there's four items they made, which was the helm of disjunction, the hither tither, like the portal gun stuff. Oh yeah, the hither thither. I loved it. That was actually really fun. I'm just like, I don't. I love it, but damn it, I don't know how to use that. It's like a rod of dimension door, basically. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, the horn. I don't. I like the. I think it was called the horn of beckoning. Or home of like horn of elm of disjunction, horn of disjunction, whatever the fuck it is. They're on D and D beyond, but I don't have an account. It. Um, I do. Hold on, let me look. Yeah, they're all totally every magic item is now in the thing. Like, and I think they kept the hither to their staff accurate to the movie. It, so it, okay, so it's the helm of disjunction, um, the hither to their staff, the horn of beckoning death, the <laughs> red wizard blade, and the tablet of reawakening. Uh, real, they kept the quick, red wizard what is, blade. What is, yeah, it's called the Red Wizard Blade. Oh, that's bad for What's what's the range on the hither tither staff, by the way? Uh, is that range? Is. You can see within fifteen hundred feet of yourself. Fifteen hundred, oh wow. Yeah. The, that's the insane. Thing, yeah, it's <laughs> that I mean it's a legendary item. All these are legendary items technically, so that means there's like one in the world. Um the and as a I think somebody said it in an interview. First of all, Neverwinter felt like Neverwinter. I don't know if you guys have played the Neverwinter game on like no. PC and PlayStation and Xbox. It was like a community game. It felt like Neverwinter. And I guess it was the first Harry Potter movie. That was the courtyard that they had the fight scene in. Ah, uh, it is. Oh. <laughs> And it like it was bugging me in the back of my brain. I'm like, I've seen this before, and I had to go like like kind of comb through interviews. But yeah, they said it was actually where they filmed that that first movie. Uh, and then the Tablet of Reawakening being a direct counter to the Red Wizard Blade. I'm just like, God, I, I don't I don't know if I like this. But even my brother, when the scene happened where uh, Helga got stabbed and she was gonna die, he's like, Oh no, they're gonna use the tablet on her. I'm like, Yeah, I know, but I uh, it's gonna hurt a lot. <laughs> But also, like, seeing somebody that, that doesn't know D&D being that invested in the characters also, like, I have less gripes with it than I probably would have. Because, yeah, Dora could have used some more, and Simon had a decent arc. But, like, the fact that they meshed really well together and they play, they had really good charisma as a group, it was fine. Um, but fixes... Um, oof, um, I, f- I think the Paladin, it didn't feel like a DMPC, like some people said. It felt like a player character that dipped out halfway through and they didn't know what the <laughs> fuck to do with it. Because it felt like somebody who was a power gamer and they came in and then he stopped. As soon as they got into the Underdark, he stopped coming to the sessions and the DM just had to play him. He's like, uh, <laughs> all right, I guess this is what we're doing. Um, especially the way that he walked over a rock. It felt like, all right, this guy's an asshole, right? 
He walked out over the rock. Yeah, he's an asshole. Okay. <laughs> um, Chris Pine not being a bard. Um, Edgin, I, I honestly think the problem with that is because it was built for an audience that was not just D&D based. They wanted to build it for a wider audience. And I think if, if Chris Pine as a bard uses magic, it kind of takes away from Simon's arc a little bit. If I were to add magic for the bard anywhere, ironically, it would have been the scene with the illusion. I would have changed it so it was still Simon's fault that the illusion fell apart, but I would have had it as Edgin cast in the spell, as opposed to Simon casting the spell and getting his foot stuck in the the one pothole in the entire courtyard and couldn't get it unstuck. Um, I think that Michelle Rodriguez, I almost didn't buy the the uh, the barbarian. Except for the scene, the scene in on the staircase where like there was a moment, it's just like zoomed in. It's like, all right, there's the rage. Cool, I got one. I'm good. Um, the 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 tieflingness. It didn't feel like a tiefling, and I don't know if that was done on no. purpose. No, it didn't. But right. I wanted more tiefling in my tiefling. Well, like thaumaturgy and stuff like that. Something. Well, Although I mean, to I, look like I did more than just like a, a person with horns. Yeah. <laughs> Technically rules rules as written, tieflings are uh they're supposed to be human colored. They're not multicolored rainbow like everyone does. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's way. a stupid I know thing. it's stupid, but technically rules I Rules as written, yeah, sure. But I guess that there was some scenes that had to change because she did have an actual tail. It was not originally CG'd on there, but they said the tail hung in a way that did not look very flattering on camera. So they had to CG it in later to make sure that there was no issues with it. Um, so they probably were some reshoots um, for just the, the tieflingness kind of got taken away a little bit. Uh, but I love the, the transitions. I think the, um, the gelatinous cube, the, the, my favorite scene from that was the gelatinous cube scene where they dove into it and she turned into a snake to get them to escape it. I thought that was really well done. However, uh, the CG in some areas, I knew that they were going to dip. I knew that they were going to dip the budget there a little bit because they were going to have to. But some of the CGs felt like it felt like they could have done it just a little better or just a little bit more time. But I don't know if the maze when Hugh Grant's on the maze. Yeah, especially that one. It felt like that's very clearly he's on like something the size of a milk carton looking down. Can someone get me down? This is higher than what is expected, and I am upset. <laughs> and I don't know if it bugs me personally, because I have no gripes with uh, Hugh Grant as an actor or a person. But I know he did not give a shit about playing D&D before the movie, whereas everybody else did. And it shows. He did play, he said. They all played before they filmed, though, like first day. He he did not. He didn't? I thought they all no. did. Uh, as far as the interviews that I've I've listened to and I've, the stuff that I've read about this movie, he was the only one that didn't play. And I don't know if mm. – and it felt like – it bugged me on an on a I'm part of the community kind of way, and I felt like he, he should have tried. Yeah. Um, I, I felt – I got the vibe from him that he was doing it to get out of a parking ticket. That's what I felt like. <laughs> That's actually really well stated. <laughs> I could also see it as uh, he saw the only D- prior D and D experience was he saw the Jeremy Irons movie and he was like, "I can do that, yeah, yeah, I can do that." Have you guys yeah. seen uh, what's his name? Christopher Lee, right? Uh, Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone here play Kingdom Hearts? Yes. 
the only reason he was in those games is because his granddaughter begged him to like begged him to so i'm wondering if this same is the same the, thing same with the original dumbledore maybe but that's here's the thing though right those actors they still felt like they were trying in those 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 roles whereas like he just felt like himself yeah or like just a very flamboyantly over charismatic version of himself and i'm just like eh. i would have rewritten the scene where they were on the docks um, cause he went immediately for the dagger to the daughter's throat, like with no hesitation. Yeah. There was I didn't no like hesitation at all, man. That felt weird. Especially after like two scenes ago, he's like, yeah, I've actually grown to care for her. And yeah, it was on a fucked up way. Like I literally feel like a God and this is amazing. But like, I would have even just a little bit of a hesitation. Didn't have to be much, but there was nothing. I would yeah. have rewritten that a little bit. And then the uh the gold being distributed via the blimp i thought it was maybe i'm just dumb and i my like the physical sciences is not my bag i felt like the blimp would have just stayed in one area because it was technically tied down so <laughs> felt weird to me especially since the when the help the the horn was used to turn all those people into zombies it was literally most of they at that point like where it was like they were they were in that area that's all right okay okay the range was my theory yeah that's that's what the movie said that they left the range but like Faye was pretty big i also don't think they can they um talk to ed greenwood at all about Faye during about this movie i think i think i saw that on something they did really makes me sad because doesn't make sense because they talked to uh r.a salvatore i think during this movie too with, yeah, they didn't talk to Ed Greenwood. Oh. Do you want to explain to the audience uh, who Greenwood is? Uh, Ed Greenwood is one of the crafters of the Forgotten Realms and Faerun specifically, but his big contribution in storylines that he's written is about the Red Wizards of Thay. Uh, if I remember correctly, he's the one that put... Um, what is his name? I'm forgetting it. Hmm. The the main the head of the Red Wizards, who is the secret BBG in the movie. Zaztam. Uh, Zaztam. Zaztam, yeah. He was the creator of Zaztam and he's the one that originally put him in power. Um lore wise, and I'm a lore nerd, so I'm I apologize in advance. Uh lore wise, he, the power of being in Thay is why the Red Wizards are so powerful. That's why when you see them out in the wild, they're extremely dangerous, but they're not as dangerous as they would be if you're in Thay. Um because basically, if you're, they are killed in Thay, they could be revived. Uh, anywhere else, they are pretty much dead. Oh. Okay, so you're Lorna, and I'm curious. If you kill, if a Red Wizard dies outside of Thay, then they're brought back to Thay. Do they come back to life? They can be. The, there's like a magical epicenter in Thay for those wizards. Because there is a seat for every single one of the schools of magic for the Red Wizards of Thay. And then there, but Zaztam took over... And those those powerful red wizards like school heads exist, but he is the head. He's the the necromancer. He's a lich, and he is like the head of all the Thayan wizards. And basically, what he says is law. Um, Thay is really fucked up as a place too. Um, there is slaves in Thay, which is also another thing. Part of the movie, I'm like, if they had slaves, why did they have to like attempt to bring all these people together? They could have just told them to st- whatever. I'm not going to worry about that. But and then the ending. 
it felt like they could do more with it. Like with Zastam being so prominent in the Forgotten Realms. Because Zastam, like his whole shtick is he hires adventurers to go out and find magic items and rare magic items. And then once they bring it back to him, he just kills them. After they've gotten to the point where they start acquiring more magic items and then they can start questioning it, he just kills them. Like no question. And because he's an he's a necromancer, he brings them back to serve him as undead. Hmm. Hmm. Efficient. Yeah. Yeah. It's extremely efficient. It's horrifying, but it's efficient. Uh but yeah, as far as the fixes of the movie, I think that's all of it. I'm good. I thought the movie really didn't need that many changes. Um, I think the introduction maybe could have been sped through a little bit like the whole I would have just started in the courtroom because, first of all, I, I love Icewind Dale and I love that that prison's up in Icewind Dale. That was actually really accurate, which surprisingly the the prison scene where they were they could have just cut to the courtyard, I think, and then talked about the trial and then gone to the trial with Jonathan just being chucked out a window. I thought that was great. Uh, and I also like the callback at the end of that where he the Hugh Grants tried the same thing and then just stonewall. It's one of those moments where you let the as the DM you let them do something crazy once and then yep. just yeah. But yeah, honestly, the movie was really really good. There wasn't a lot of need for changes. A lot of it might to me it just feels nitpicky because I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Like I almost went to go see it again before we had this conversation tonight. <laughs> I just had this talk with Leah yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> if I had had more time, I probably would have seen it again today. Uh, thank you, Arthur. That was really, that yeah. was really good. And thanks for the lore dump. I love lore too. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a giant like D and D lore nerd. Like there's, um, I found a Faerun map that's like a Wikipedia page. Like if you click on a little town, it'll tell you like when it was established, around what the population breakdown is. It's awesome. We actually, we went to the theater and we got these. We saw it twice. And the second oh, time, fun. we got the cloth maps. Oh, that's cloth cool. maps? Son yeah. of a bitch. Oh, man. Do you guys want map? one? We, can, if we have you two. Want, we can mail one. We can mail you one of them. That is no. right up Arthur's alley. I mean, that is up my alley, but no. Arthur, you guys, you guys <laughs> went, to the movie, you went to the movies. You earned them. I will now have to track down where these are because I need to go find them. Don't mind me. Just go to the Google movie theater near our house. They still had them. <laughs> what is the movie theater near your house? Like, what is it? Like, a uh, Well, it's... Please. It's, uh, give me a second. Give me a second. No, for the... They, they cut it whenever they were talking about where they lived. <laughs> Oh, Arthur uh, had a mini oh. panic attack. Like, what do you mean? How long has not been recording? <laughs> Listen, we've done that before when we did our test session recording, and it was just static, and I had a mental breakdown when I was listening to it on the back end. Um, so, oh, sorry. Go no, go ahead. Uh, in our John Wick episode, uh, I think I've told this story a ton of times, but it was our second episode and the way I was recording, I was in my apparently squeaky chair and uh, the microphone was not great, but it picked up every single squeak to the point where when I was editing, because at this point in time, I was the editor, um, I had dreams where I could hear the squeak after the episode went out. She removed every single squeak. Every single squeak. If there may be one left. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. God. I don't know anything about strange noises that any of my friends make while we're recording. <laughs> hey, Arthur, yeah. do you have any clicky pens around? 
Yeah. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I'm I'm just glad that some of them are easy fixes. Um, it, it, and I don't know how when Leah listens to them the first time, she just I don't I'm imagining her like just sitting listening. Like, should I even mark this? This all sucks. Like, just like, <laughs> there are there are definitely moments it. like that. The, she'll mark it for me and I have to I'm sometimes I'll like extend it like five minutes when I'm looking for him I have um, no idea what episode it was but there was one day like after recording day um like a few days later Leah sent us a message and she was like no more gummy worms ever because we had, had like a package <laughs> no more gummy worms no more clicky pens stop taking drinks in the middle of these episodes it hey! was like hey it Dang, was her. Remember when you crack, uh, cracked open that can of what was it? Ginger ale. It was ginger ale. I yeah. thought it was far away. <laughs> Arthur's <laughs> good for stuff like that too. Just in the middle. Of the... <laughs> the, the, no, there was one time where she was. It was summer. It's we have no air conditioning, so I wasn't too mad. But she would be like, and then, like right on, like right here. I'm like, no, there, <laughs> please. Uh, yeah, but the, mine was pretty subtle. The can, like, despite the microphone being pointed towards my face, and I was all the way near the side like of the kitchen. A goddamn Coca Cola commercial. Just <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, hon? I don't know. I was just drinking this delicious ginger ale sponsored by. No. <laughs> oh yeah, for real. If only. All right, back on topic. I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about the things we've already talked about. So I might be a little shorter than everybody else, but that is fine. Um, things that I absolutely enjoyed about this movie was that even though they didn't have the dice effects, which would have been fun, there were definitely moments in the movie where you could see like, okay, somebody critted, crit failed here or crit succeeded here. You know, like there were those moments and they also did a great job of like, failing forward you know what i mean like taking those moments where somebody does crit fail and then trying to turn them into something better down the line that was fun i really struggled a little bit with some of the classes like i didn't necessarily i didn't love the way the rogue was played obviously i did not really love the way the bard was played but the barbarian Listen, Michelle Rodriguez was so good, but also normally in in D&D media, barbarians are portrayed as like big dumb himbos, right? They just they're there to like swing things and look cinematic and fight scenes and kind of like be all badass in the background, right? But like the whole arc with her and Edgin's daughter and her basically being like the stand-in mom and like the feels there and like really developing her story Best character arc in the movie. Uh, she was fantastic. It was agreed. a great portrayal of what a barbarian could actually be in a game rather than just being a big meaty person with an axe. She did feel like a herbo, though. She did. She did feel a little like a herbo. <laughs> Her love interest. I mean, that was that was perfection. And, oh, yeah. So good. The bite lip after receiving the medal. <laughs> yes. Another halfling. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. She's got a type. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like when she approached the house like he painted. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love so hard. Uh, yeah. Uh I liked the uh big fat dragon. Uh I don't I'm not even gonna try to say that name. Uh 
Was it like Thumbershawed or something? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Every time I read the end of that word, I just see chode. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I mean, he he kind of was. (laughs) Thunderchode. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> Thunderchub guys. <laughs> yeah, Thunderchub. Uh, right, that was hilarious. That. I I enjoyed every moment of that scene with the chubby dragon. Um, I uh, actually. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say you can get one of those um Funko Pops now. I know. I saw Chub. it. I have have not bought a Funko Pop in so long but when I saw that one I was like I kind of want it I kind (laughs) of want that one um I I know like we kind of talked about you know the paladin how it feels like maybe like a DMPC or like a departed PC whatever I hated that character for the first like 10 minutes when they entered the movie but then as I watched the portrayal I was like Okay, this is a first movie. We're establishing character archetypes. This is the archetypal holier-than-thou paladin, right? And the moment I embraced that and watched it on screen, I was like, I kind of love him. So by the end of the time, I had decided that I fell in love with him. So, wouldn't change anything. Renee Jean Page is also a very good-looking man. I fell in love with him. (sighs) So good-looking. So good looking, and the, the, the like glow cinema, thing. Like everybody's pretty, right? Yeah, everybody's pretty, and the glow thing they did on his eyes, so that he looked like one of the you know the people from Thay. So good. That that effect, honestly, was so good throughout the whole movie. In the scene where uh, Safina is uh, in that room by herself, and Zastam is like in the shadows, like talking to her. So good, so creepy. Yes, please, more of that. Um, the thing that I thought was really funny, though, was that, like, she would be walking around in these, like, black dresses or, like, white dresses or something. And people are like, oh, no, that's totally just a normal wizard. And then she, like, turns her dress red and everybody's like, oh, no, she's a red wizard. Like, <laughs> like Superman's glasses. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> you guys deserve whatever horrible thing happens to you next. What if she um, had, like in a shade that's like you couldn't tell if it was red or maroon how would people yeah 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 maroon was um, like you're on thin fucking ice <laughs> <laughs> there better not be four more of you <laughs> um and honestly i loved all the red wizard stuff i know that they had to like change the lore abbreviate some of it add some things to like fit it in because it's a lot of lore for one movie um, but having them as like the the big bad of the movie and seeing how badass they are was was pretty fun. It was pretty fun to watch. It made me respect wizards. I, I'm sorry, I know they're like your favorite <laughs> class, Arthur, but like I don't like wizards. They're just like full of speaking as a full of himself nerd, they're full of themselves nerds. Like not... <laughs> but see, that's the thing. I don't play my wizards like that at all. And Leah can probably attest because I mostly play them in the presence of her. Most of mine are just, they're nerd boys, but they're not overconfident about it. They're just like, I mean, I know this, but like. <sighs> yeah, no, that's true. That is true. Um. Okay, my dislikes. I am hardcore in the camp of like, I want my bard to bard. 
they are still like my very close second to, uh, you know, monks as being my favorite class. And uh, taking away magic casting from bards is lame as hell. The, even in the first scene, right, when he's in the jail and he's like talking to these people and blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, why isn't he like casting charm person? Why aren't we seeing him use any magic okay maybe it's because he doesn't have his you know loot or whatever that he needs to do these things and then as the movie progressed there were all these moments where i was like he could be casting spells we could be seeing really cool bard magic on the screen and we're not he just comes off as some dude with a loot which is kind of lame in my opinion so uh that becomes one of my fixes i want full-on bard just great bard like watching something like legend of vox machina which is so good with scanlan's portrayal of a bard and then watching this it just feels so flat and lame and chris pine was fantastic and edgen was a great character but i just wanted more i feel like vox machina and this movie kind of switched their like bard and barbarian in a sense right because like did. As much as I like Grog, I feel like uh, Hulk is a lot better of a barbarian. A thousand percent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, Grog is Grog is a himbo. That's all. That's all he is. He doesn't. I mean, they give him a lot more backstory in the cartoon than he really had in the actual play. Um, you know, because you get to see. You know, we're not talking about that right now. This is fine. We're moving on. Um, <laughs> I should not have gone further on that. I I can talk about that all day, but we're not going to. Um, other things that I dislike. Honestly, there's so little that I disliked about. Oh, the other main thing that I disliked was uh, the attunement stuff with the helmet it just i didn't like it and i don't know why i didn't like it maybe it just felt kind of drawn out or like not explained enough but uh, i don't know i don't know what i wanted from it i don't know how i would fix it uh i think this is a me problem but those scenes just i i didn't enjoy them i didn't enjoy them huh yeah. Is it because you don't normally see failing at a tuning, which it felt very much like it was? Yeah, yeah. He was he was failing at a tuning because the, the item was cursed, maybe, but also maybe it's because he was just doubting himself and so he couldn't attune. Which, yeah, it's not something that you usually see in a D&D game, and it's, in, it's an interesting idea. <sighs> I just it didn't, I didn't vibe with it. I did, honest, to be honest, though, I didn't like that character. So the, there's probably that as well. He he was fine, but he was by far my least favorite character in the movie. Now that I'm thinking about it, could it have been because it was an item that was meant for wizards to attune to and not sorcerers? It could be. I mean, maybe. I mean, uh, technically on the item card it says sorcerers, but I mean, that could have been the case is it was supposed to be for a wizard or like a warlock. But, hmm taking shots in the dark i don't know we got yeah, no yeah. warlock wow we, i just warlock, realized warlock right now uh yeah know. fair enough with everything going maybe, yeah. maybe a sequel maybe a sequel yeah. <laughs> i was thinking like the whole satanic panic no i was back, th- no so. i'm thinking the same thing i just okay. didn't want to say it aloud okay fair enough <laughs> don't want to say it aloud um but yeah i mean those are my two main things that we haven't already talked about and the only fix i would make is fixing the bard it is the most egregious error in the entire movie in my opinion 
make the bard a bard. Thank you. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. A handful of spells that you'd give Edgin. Ooh. Okay. So it depends on what kind of bard he is, right? And I, and that's the other thing, okay? All the other characters, you can kind of look at them and maybe try to guess at like a subclass that they would be. What subclass would you give Edgin? Go ahead. That is actually one of my fixes. Um, I put, I picked, pegged him as being a College of Whispers bard. Oh, I got eloquent. Oh, that makes sense. No, he's okay. playing as an eloquence bard. Uh, he's elo- He is for sure whispers. Quit reading my mind. I was thinking, oh, God. In his backstory, when he's ta- talking and hoping Jarnathan's going to show up, uh, oh. he talks about during the day he's a musician, but at night he's working with the Harpers and yes. sabotaging evil plans. Yeah, I dig that. Okay, cool. I I would be down with him being a whispers bard, but like uh, aside from that moment, like there's no way to gauge what he would be because he just doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. He's kind of lame. So he makes plans. I, he makes plans. <laughs> but, but so so you have you have a bard with no spells who makes plans who was adventuring with an inquisitive rogue who doesn't fight anything and just makes plans. So we have two people doing the same thing. Instead, we could give the bard an actual subclass and spells and let him be, you know, important. That's it. Oh, and the spells I would give him. I don't know. Like, you know, I want him to be a bard. I want him to have, like, you know, charm person. I want him to do. I mean, I I wanted to see a vicious mockery. Yeah, like, that would be so good. A vicious mockery. Give him some of those little, like, gifted gabs, magic mouth, you know? Give him all the weird, um, you know, all the weird little bard spells. Irresistible Let him be dance. a generic bard, but, <laughs> yeah. Well, not to Give mention, him tongues. Uh, one of the class features for Whispers at, I think it is level three, uh, you can basically use your bardic inspiration. I think a lot of bard subclasses do this, but you can uh, have your enemy subtract a roll a d6 mm-hmm. from their rolls. Yeah. So but, yeah, that that could have come yeah, in handy. Words. It's not even a spell. It's yeah. cutting words. Yeah. Yeah, cutting yeah. words. So just do you know do cool stuff. Let him let him be a cool bard. That's all. That's it. Other than that, it's a great movie. Almost a perfect movie. And I had way lower expectations going into it, and I was blown away. So Fucking same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm done. All right. And next on the initiative count is Ruthie. So for Thank my, you, Leah. Yeah. My first like is in the Discord if you want to take a look. <laughs> Paladin, hard eyes, hard eyes, hard eyes. <laughs> Can you tell what my favorite class is? It's Monk. Warlock? um so arthur you mentioned having seen this with your brother i saw Mm -hmm. the movie twice the second time hector and i brought my mom and my mom is not a fantasy person uh she will not watch lord of the rings with me she can barely stand harry potter uh she likes sci-fi but i've asked her in the past would you ever try DD with me and she said snowball's chance in hell after Mm -hmm. this movie she said she still said no but she was like almost it almost got me there. But it still means something. <laughs> it's very engrossing for a non D&D community audience, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. See, I'm too scared to show my parents because I the first time I tried to run the game was with them and my brother. And it lasted like four sessions. Yeah. It was not bad, but it was like, you know, beginner DM. And now they're going to watch it and like, why weren't your games like that? <laughs> I can already feel it. No. No, your parents wouldn't be like that. My brother would. Your brother would. <laughs> uh, I, I recognized about 85 to 90% of the spells of in the movie, and that made me really excited. Because, you know, I was expecting a little bit of uh, Hollywood, like, magic. But even Simon was like, no, magic can't do everything. Stop just saying magic is a blanket solution. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that, too. Yeah. Uh, halfling Bradley Cooper was also alike. Also, I just love halflings. <laughs> What's not to love? You say that when Kenku exists. No, I'm joking. I mean, I'm also wearing a Kenku shirt, but yeah, <laughs> I do like having a little bit of Nat One insurance with a halfling. Yeah, no, that's fair. I roll bad. I liked Holga and Edgin's familial relationship. It was not romantic at all and it didn't grow to be that it if anything if it grew at all it was for sure cemented as a co-parenting relationship yeah yeah also it just had like honest to goodness good storytelling the last movie we did for the podcast was sharks of the corn and wait sharks of the corn sharks of the corn imagine if you will children of the corn and jaws had a baby and that baby was shark sharks swimming in a cornfield eating people Here's the handle. Here's the writing. Ohio, Kentucky, Kentucky, (laughs) Kentucky. Okay. We discuss it in the episode. If I was to describe it, it may out movie Morbius. No, it's it might. It's in the running. It makes Tommy Wiseau look. The writing makes Tommy Wiseau look like Stephen King. Okay. Yeah, he look. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Because, like, at least the dialogue kind of made sense in Sharks of the Corn. <laughs> yeah, but it's boring dialogue. At least Tommy's is fun. I know, but, I know, no, but it was, was just least, exposition. Like, last year? Yes. Yeah. No, it, so the the entire process of creating the movie, and this is the last blur before I actually get back to my points and stuff. <laughs> it was from the conception of the script to final editing went from July to February. Of 2020 to 2021. So it was also like a bit of a potential pandemic risk. They did this during COVID too. I bet it's amazing. Are you sure it wasn't in Ohio? (laughs) They say Kentucky like three times. Would not surprise me if it was filmed in Ohio though. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think there's ever going to be a movie that will out movie The Room though. I don't know. I've, I still haven't seen The Room. I need to, but like... He has that shark movie coming out this year. No, I he does have that shark movie coming out. He also had this other movie with Greg, uh, Best Friends. It was a TV best show. Movies. It was like it was a, a one-season TV, TV show. It was oh. a one-season TV show. I have not seen it, but I've heard it is okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, sorry. Okay? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Ed, later, later. Let's let this... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, honest-to-goodness storytelling, uh, like... We watch a lot of bad movies. It was really relieving to not watch a bad movie. At the same time, like, oh man, this is a good movie. How am I going to fix this? <laughs> yeah. Like I said earlier, uh, I'm not sure if this was caught in recording or when we were just chatting. I did my best to not change the plot. I just 
it feels like a campaign and it works that way. So I'm just trying to smudge some stuff around the edges. And yeah, it felt like a D&D &D campaign. And the more little details Hector and I keep finding, uh, the more I love it. And it, 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 it's the inverse of uh, Super Mario Bros. The more Hector tells me about the uh, little details, I'm just more, I'm like, Ugh. Of what, Mario? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dislikes. It frustrates me that Edgen and Forge don't use more features from their classes. It's a bard and a rogue. Those are like D&D &D staples. Like yeah. Ed Edgen doesn't, I, I know he, like, he doesn't need to, but he didn't flirt with anybody. Come on. You know? Um, Never mind. What? I mean, I played an asexual bard. I mean, yeah, no, it's a thing. But I mean, he's like, also a psychopath. But I, I think I think it's too too cliche. In my opinion. I know it's if cliche, he... but he had nothing to really like other than the loot. He um, did mention people like his lips, and when he was like, "What's wrong with my lips?" Okay, point retracted. Uh, Hector was saying that the creators said that Zank smited, it was just that his sword was glowy, and that was the smite on his weapon. Um, that doesn't speak to me as being a smite. Hector and I have a very niche uh, interpretation of like what a smite should look and feel like. Uh, kind of this uh, powerful, often slightly delayed for dramatic effect blast. Like, I get that's a more me thing, but at the same time, like, it didn't feel smitey. It felt like magic weapon. Arthur what? It could be like the 11th level feature of the Paladin, which is like every attack just smites always. So Wait, that could have, yeah, it's it's a thing. When you get to 11th level as a Paladin, like you're guaranteed one smite. It's called improved smite, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arthur, I played don't. A, She's going to push me to level orb faster, please. <laughs> listen, I've played a very high level Barbarian Paladin who fucked everything up. Um, they're dangerous at high levels. Wait, yeah. how question okay i i know more tangents sorry i just have to i have to ask it's for clarity's sake uh what was the split well, uh barbarian four paladin 16 Damn. can you still you can't smite while you rage though right it's not it spell. does not say that yeah you can because regular smites are not spells fuck i keep thinking they're spells okay no they're not a spell no yeah. uh because remember my campaign uh ed's fighter paladin uh he could spell. He could do a spell and another thing, or and smite. He could smite and maneuver at the same time, right? Because yeah. smite it doesn't have a casting action, right? But the paladin could like he could have been a higher level paladin innately and just had smite on every hit, so he didn't need to smite. But I, I feel what you're saying. Like there was no powerful like. Yeah. Wait. Objection. Would if it was a smite every hit, that would have killed the undead though, because the rate it's radiant damage. Honestly, to me, the campaign felt like it was somewhere between like three and five, because like they had a lot of their class features, but uh, for one thing, they weren't like super known through the kingdom, and two, they weren't like super powerful compared to like city guards. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Might have just been me though. My. Sorry to interrupt again, guys. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, also, apparently he's supposed to be an Ancients Paladin. Uh, wrong. He speaks to me as being Devotion. I don't know. He's supposed to be an Ancients Paladin? Yeah, I know, right? Because he mentions in the movie, you know, the the Ancients say, and then he gets cut off from... But he's, his his behavior looks more like a, uh, like a Devotion Paladin. Ancients Paladin would for sure get sarcasm and jokes. That they're light. Okay, happy. so... 
Okay, so can you explain for the audience who aren't listening to who are somehow listening to this but don't like D and D, what a <laughs> to be a paladin you have to promise to do certain behaviors, and a uh, devotion paladin is uh, what you would think of as a standard knight. So no lying, no cheating, no stealing, being honest and good and virtuous. Blah, blah, blah. Ancients, uh, it's a little bit more nebulous, but the idea is that you are keeping the uh the light alive and the the light is kind of like happiness and joy and like good fluffy feelings so to me zank feels more like a devotion paladin because he's a lot more stiff he's charismatic yeah but like he's not doing a lot to like preserve light you know and i know i'm nitpicking here i'm just saying you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I know this is nitpicky, but um, a lot of the fights didn't quite behave like D&D fights, and the only reason this is a dislike is uh, I'm worried this is gonna have a similar effect to new players coming in to the Matt Mercer effect, where people watch Critical Role and start assuming their DM is going to be exactly like Matt Mercer. In, and in this scenario, it would be I'm going to take on a whole bunch of city guards. What do you mean they all have actions and they're all going to whoop my ass? <laughs> Why can't I attack all of them at the same time like Holga? <clears throat> and now for the fixes. Let's start with Edgen. Edgen is a bard. I know he knows, uses no magic. I'm pretty sure it's uh, like what we were, like someone said earlier, uh, he would be in competition with Simon. I get that. What if he just had magic, but he didn't want to use it, and then later, like, he overcomes the character arc and he can pull out a little magic bullshit near the end? Uh, I mentioned earlier, um, I have him as a College of Whisker Whispers bard disguised as eloquence. It's in my notes. Okay. But someone may be thinking in their minds, why is he not doing magic? What if, what if there was no MacGuffin Blade of the Red Wizards? Okay. What if it wasn't just his greed, desire for a better quality of life that killed Zia, his wife? Okay. What if magic killed his wife? Oh. And he feels really weird now whenever he casts magic, because all he can think about it is his dead wife. Okay. That, that's a good, that's a really good uh, character motivation. Yeah, he can, like, say it's a red wizard blade in, like, the, the earlier monologue, but then, like, during the failure monologue, he's like, <laughs> I made up the red blade thing. No, she died by, what, it was Scorching Ray. Yeah, you can't resurrect ashes. Or, yeah, like, a dis well, disintegrate would be a little too much, but it would definitely get the point across from the red wizards. <laughs> Wait, can you just, actually, Arthur, you looked like, eh, did... Can you resurrect? I mean, ashes? true resur true resurrection's a ninth level spell. It can do a lot. Yeah, but you'd need to find somebody who can cast uh, true true resurrection. I mean, that's the thing. That's literally what on the item card for the tablet of reawakening. It is to cast true resurrection. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm a nerd. Okay, God. No, I didn't no, know no, that no, was. No, no, no. I, I figured saying... that was the case. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> No, you guys are a D&D podcast. If you guys weren't, like, at least a little nerdy, I'd be surprised. Uh... <laughs> uh, I think there would also be a uh, better interplay with him and Doric, because she might pick up that he gets a lot of magical theory, but he won't do magic. And it's just weird that he knows so much without being a magic guy himself. Okay. You can also have... Uh... 
funny moments with Magic Theory with Simon because they're both technically charisma casters, but the way that they do it is very different. Yeah. Because Sorcerer is like the innate magic. Bard, you went to Bard school, Bard college. And uh, Edgen's like trying to explain it to him. And then you can even have like Zank kind of chime in just like, I do it by sheer force of will. And both of them are just like, brah. Shut up. <laughs> just, Mr. Perfect. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Forge, as we've been saying, Forge is a mastermind rogue. Uh, between him and Edgen, they could and would convince anyone to do just about anything. Honestly, I just give him like a couple little roguish uh opportunities like uh Holga's trying to avoid the hug that she knows is coming but he uses uh but he finds a way to get advantage so he sneak attacks a hug uh let's say Edgin and Holga took a wanted po- like they peeled off a-, a wanted poster in Neverwinter so when he hugs them he pickpocketed the wanted poster and that's when he pulls it out Safina lets some magic, harmful magic loose when Forge is annoying her, and he just uh, dodges it. One might even say, uncannily. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Kira, a unique blend of her father and Uncle Forge. Kira is, blend- is growing into becoming an arcane trickster rogue. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. See, her father's a bard. He knows a lot about magic. She can ask him a lot of the uh, practical information, but she also knows he did keep a lot of his uh, bard college textbooks because those are expensive, okay? He's not going to just throw them away or give them to somebody. Come on. But he did probably hide them because he doesn't want his daughter to get into magic bullshit. But you know who might just be able to find it? A rogue with no uh, supervision, deadlines, or anything better to do. And then uh, when he when she starts picking up on magic, Forge can realize all the wonderful possibilities this will have for his, I, I mean, their uh, line of work. For Doric, she's great. But at the same time, she's one trick pony with a wild shape. I'm not going to take away the owlbear wild shape. I love that too much. I would just add in a couple more spells and to make it a little more diverse, Edgen, support spells, Doric... Like, healing support spells. Simon gets the more offensive stuff. Like, very much different spheres. You know what I mean? So all their magic feels different. Yes. Okay. And you can, like, you know, uh, Doric, obviously, it's going to be a lot more nature-themed. Uh, Edgen, it's going to be a lot more musical-themed. Simon's just all over the place. Sorcerer. So, like, um, spell examples... In the initial scene where Doric is introduced, let's say her druid friend got wounded. So when the party actually meets up with her, when she's in the uh, the city, the the city in the forest that whose name escapes me right now, uh, she's healing her friends with her friend with cure cure wounds. When she sees the party, she grabs nearby stick, casts shillelagh. Like you just see like the the stick enchant for a second, and you can go, ah, shillelagh. Can the uh, cure wounds be mud? <laughs> I got you, Jen. <laughs> it's got to be mud. Thanks. Yeah. When they're traveling, just when in one of those like cl- quick little blurbs, she offers to feed somebody, probably Simon, because he's broke, a good berry, so they only need to eat that for the entire day. And then he's just like, oh, great. You know magic, too. <laughs> 
Oh, and she can use uh, enhance ability on Holga at some point as well. Uh, Zenk. Zenk's amazing. Love him. Uh, he feels... To me, he speaks to a lot like a DMPC. He doesn't have a lot of character growth. He's only there for lore dumps and MacGuffins. And uh, he doesn't focus on a lot of what Paladin has to offer in a class. Uh... Also, just a little side note, another thing we found out semi-recently. The deep lore of the movie, the, the mark on his head isn't like a, a thing from his oath or like a god that chose him. That was kind of my assumption. That was him, like... Uh, Getting in infected by the mist. Yeah, the, that... it He did kind of like start becoming undead. Yeah. But not enough to be mind-controlled. I For me, it felt like that was the reason that he didn't smite. Because like... Radiant damage, undead. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Can yeah. vampires can vampires use smites radiant dam do radiant damage without taking damage themselves or as long as I don't get hit. Because the dampiers are not actually classified as undead anymore, I don't think, are they? Uh let me double check real quick, but I don't believe I was gonna so. say I thought whenever they did the rework of it, they didn't make them undead anymore because of those exact issues. Like if you have a cleric in the party that turns undead <laughs> and you're just standing there. Clerics just bullying the dampier. <laughs> yeah. But there's but there's uh races now that you can choose to be human or or fey, right? Or they're just straight up fey. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they're humanoid. Huh. That's what I thought. Weird. Oh, dang. I th I'd like a glass cannon. <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, I want him to stick around a little bit more to feel a little less like a DMPC. You might be thinking, what would he do if he was sticking around? Uh, or and why would he stick with them? Uh, one, there's a red wizard. It's really close to Neverwinter. He's seen up close and personal what they're capable of. He's not going to let... Why would he let a red wizard do the same thing that happened to him as a kid? It makes no sense. And two, Edgin's daughter is way too close to said red wizard for comfort for Zank. He knows exactly what happened. That's how he died the first time. No, no. He can be more in the background, like, uh, and to keep the, the walking over a rock thing, because I thought that was really funny. Uh, he can, he's like, I'll go stand watch. And that that's him, like, walking over the rock to... <laughs> uh, right after the team reunites after the failure monologue someone asks uh, hey Zank what was your failure and he can reply that he still doesn't understand idioms despite having them explained to him over and over for the last 200 or whatever years uh, during the heist he's caught when the guards see him trying to climb through the painting to, uh, behind Doric and he tells her to run so he's like the first one who gets caught uh and as they're escaping on the boat after they have Forge, Forge's treasure, uh, Zank is at the ba back of the boat staring at Edgen, disappointed dad face, uh, arms crossed. That's when the red mist appears. Edgen turns around. Uh, uh, and when Edgen turns around the boat and says like, oh, I got a promise to keep uh, Zank just flashes a quick little smile. All right. And yeah, that's all I got. It's pretty good. Dope. All right. Last but not least, Jen. I'm up. All right. Um, so for likes, um, pretty we've we've covered this fairly extensively um, already, um, and I'm in agreement. Uh, you know, 
pretty much everything that has already been said. So I'm just going to say a couple of um, extras, little extras. Um, so just overall, the the chaos and the shenanigans in this movie were just highly entertaining. Um, so I went to see this movie with my dad and growing up, we movies were basically a love language in my family. We've grown up watching movies just constantly. Um, so he also plays D and D and he actually plays in a campaign. Um, another one that Leah runs and we have a lot of fun. So it was really cool to go to this movie. And when we left, the first thing he said to me was, I can see us doing that. And it was just like a really cool moment to have, um, to share with my dad and just, you know, um, recognize we absolutely would be pulling some of these shenanigans. Um, I thought that they showcased um, risk reward very well, uh, specifically like with the gelatinous cube. I mean, that was risky, uh, that move, and it paid off so well. Um, and there are so many satisfying moments playing um, that are very similar. And I, I really liked how they portrayed that. Um, I love that they went with the, uh, the rule of cool for the owlbear. I know that was a point of contention for a lot of people, but I'm always, I'm always going to go for that. I like to say that I'm like, um, the pirates from the pirates of pirates of the Caribbean, where it's, it's more like a set of guidelines. That's, that's how I live my life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, that, that was really cool. Um, something that took me by surprise was the, the map of the forgotten realms, forgotten realms. I don't know why it took me by surprise. It was almost like reliving adventures that I had had, um, just seeing the different places we visited, um, different realms we've played in. Like if you've played any of them, those modules that are set in the forgotten realms, you're intimately uh, familiar with those places. It was really cool. Um, I, like I said, I don't really know why it took me by surprise, but uh, I really enjoyed the fact that they did that zoom out and you could see where everything was. That was really cool. Um, I really liked the costumes that they had. I thought that they were all really appropriate, really well done. Nothing took me out of the, uh, the feel of, of watching the movie, like being in engrossed in that. Um, another moment that I really loved was, uh, Holga's axe when it was changed, um, and like became hers. That was really cool. Um, I actually really loved that a lot of lore was only hinted at and not delved into. Um, I thought that it leaves a lot of room for growth in the future um, because you know that they're going to make more for sure. Um, as far as dislikes, yeah, I really I really didn't have many. Um, I, it was cheesy. I mean, it was for sure cheesy, but it was the best kind of cheesy. Um, and the nostalgia and like happy memories that I had watching it made up for the cheese fest for sure. Um, and the only other dislike that I really had was everything that we've already mentioned with the bard and the rogue, um, not being bardy or roguey enough. Um, as far as fixes, I don't really have any. Um, I have two things that I would have liked to have seen. Um, so one, it would have been really interesting to see how they handle like a level up. Um, because 
when you level up when you're playing, it takes you completely out of character. Um, and I would be curious to see how they would handle that so that you aren't leaving that, um, you know, all that meta talk that you start having when you, when you level. Um, I don't really know how that would occur. I think it would be kind of interesting to see, like, maybe they wake up in the morning after a long rest and go to do a spell that they've done a million times before and it just comes out differently and they're like, whoa. And then they try to do it again and again. And then that's, you know, how they've learned a new ability or a new spell or something like that. Um, I think it would be easy to explain with schools of magic where you have to learn, um, but any innate magic wielders, it would be really interesting to see how that would just come out. Um, I also thought it would be really funny to see if one of them died and came back as another character, like completely <laughs> new character. That would be hilarious. It's the brother of the same of the character. Uh-huh. Avenging. Yeah. Long lost twin. That happens in that little YouTube series I talked about. One of the characters die and they just roll up a new one and he just shows up. Simon's twin brother, Blyman. <laughs> Amazing. Also a sorcerer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would have I would have liked to have seen that. Um, and then the only other suggestion that I had while I was sitting there because we got there early and it was just the same three commercials over and over and over again, I thought it would have been really cool of Hasbro to mend some fences by highlighting some content creators during that time. Um, I feel like they could have, you know, made, made impacts on, the lives of the people that, you know, were potentially negatively impacted by choices. Preach. That's that a good made. idea. Instead, they Clever. had the hostage video. <laughs> oh, the uh, the heroes. I was just about to ask, did you guys see the, wow, you moviegoers are heroes uh, yes. commercial? Yeah. yeah. It was, really mm-hmm. it was like, super Tom annoying. Tom got it, man. We can't, no one else is going to do it. Do that kind of video. <laughs> if, if, yeah. Yeah. I liked your fixes. Yeah, they're really good. Mm-hmm. Especially Thanks. the host, the not what do you say, uh, hostage video, are there? Yeah, the hostage video, because I if you've watched it, it's not anything except a hostage video. It, yeah. And yeah. there's no way that they're just like, yes, I'm glad to be here. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, yeah. they all pay yeah. for this. Add another zero. There's a reason Hugh Grant only said, now let's watch Dungeons and Dragons, because yeah. you know, yeah, it was rough. Maybe just don't <laughs> include that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was bad. <laughs> so Sophia, uh, what's her name? Uh, Safina, um, the, the wizard. No, uh, she no, plays, plays oh. Doric, right? Doric. Oh, Sophia Lillis. Yeah, Lillis. Thank you. So uh, she played Dungeons and Dragons in high school, um, and she recently did an interview where she reluctantly revealed the name of her character, and I cannot remember what it is, but it was absolutely like. So the character had a catchphrase, and the catchphrase was, it's not sexual. So I wish I could remember the name because I like everyone should go look up this this interview because it's it was so funny. She's so like uncomfortable. She did not want to divulge this information. Yeah, something around that. Wait, what was it? It was like it, human it was... vibrator, like but the words were separate. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. 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 It was really funny, so everyone should go look at that. <laughs> Wasn't she like a monk or something? That's the reason she was able to move so because she moves so fast or something. I think so. 
Hmm. There we go. We got a mon- monk in the movie. We got, <laughs> got a monk in the movie. All right. Uh, so here we do letter grades. So you can do plus or minuses if you need to at the end too. Uh, let's go initiative order. Initiative order. Yeah. Or let's should we re-roll and not too much time? No. Uh, or do we do we want to do it backwards? Oh, we can do backwards. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Reverse initiative. Jen, yes. you're up. Um, I'm gonna give this like a B plus plus. I added a plus. All right. It was surprisingly very good. A minus or even an A, I might even say. Wow. I liked it. Uh, Leah? I'm going A minus. Um, it could have easily been an A with a better bard. That's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> a minus. <laughs> uh, Arthur? Uh, a B plus, A minus. Like it's It's sitting pretty solid in that range. Um, I don't think it was anything worthy of like an A or an A plus yet, but I mean, there's a lot of potential there and I, I think going in with absolutely no expectations very much helped it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's my turn, bro. And, yes. I was trying to read it out loud and be for the audience, but sure. Go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, yeah, agree with Arthur, like. B plus A minus just like right in between those two. Like it's good enough that I don't want to give it a B, but I don't think it's amazing enough to deserve an A is the thing. So B plus. I'll just say B plus ish. A minus. It I you guys already said everything. Yeah. <laughs> if it was a monk, it'd be like an S rank though, let's be real. <laughs> Listen, I'm impressed. We were all on the same page for like most yeah. of this. Listen, yeah. greatness recognizes greatness. It's yeah. just a good movie. Real recognizes real. <laughs> I was really surprised though at how much that I enjoyed this film because whenever same. I went in, you know, my dad, my dad, he was like, "Hey, we should go see this like on opening day." And I was like, "Ugh, all right." And then we got there and I was watching. I was like, "Oh my god, this is I'm super entertained. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a question for you guys then. If they do a sequel, do you think they'll go off of these characters or will they just introduce new characters out the gate? These characters 100%. Yeah. I They're, wish it be new characters. I wish it'd be new characters and then like maybe half the old ones return as a cameo, but like it, it's going to be the same ones. Yeah, it's yeah. probably going to be the same ones. Or if they're introducing a new cast, my idea would be uh, start with Kira being grown up and it's mm. her party. That could be interesting. Mm. I like that idea. That's a good mm. one. What about, what about you guys? Um, I can see it either way. I kind of would like to have the same cast play new characters just because that's... <laughs> oh, that Chris would be, Pine plays the barbarian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be fun. That would be really funny. <laughs> oh, I'll be right. sad if they don't do that now. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> That'd be amazing. They're not. If we don't get mm-hmm. Chris Pine as a gnome, I'm gonna be angry. <laughs> <laughs> or if they included Bradley Cooper as a halfling, was like boring. I was just. I was it just was. about to say, having Bradley Cooper like uh, join in for two, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I I wanted to say this, 
the the beginning scene with Chris Pine like talking about Jonathan being there. Oh my god. <laughs> it felt like an argument between a player and a DM. Yeah. yeah. It was uh-huh. so funny. <laughs> We've already told you he got caught up in a storm. <laughs> I also really love the fact that the name was Jonathan. That feels like a DM going, I don't know, Bob. His name's Bob. Yes. Yeah. 1000% is yeah. Keith. His name's Keith. <laughs> Jonathan. That's not fancy enough. Jonathan. Okay. Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> His name is Joe. His name is Joe. (laughs) (laughs) We like to end on the, like, any media you've been, like, liking or consuming. Movies, games, anime, manga, music. John Wick 4. Oh, yeah, you finally saw that. Yep. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. I'll I'll leave him up. That's what I I want to tell uh, the the director and the studio. Just stop. Just, you're done. Please. No more, Ed. No, you're gonna about to spoil again. Don't. I wasn't gonna say anything. I was just telling them stop. It's all fair it's enough. All I was gonna say stop. Please stop. If he keeps going, he he spoils. I've been having the ending of Attack on Titan ready as a nuke if he ever pisses me off enough <laughs> or yeah, like spoils one more thing. Gonna, I wasn't planning on spoiling anything. Uh, Jen, anything you've been enjoying? Um, I've been getting back into reading and. Literally any and everything by Sarah J. Mass. Um, it's a well, it was recently reclassified as adult fantasy, um, but it was young adult fantasy, um, fae, uh, just all of the above. Uh, they're really good, really excellent world building. Um, turns out she's been building a like a metaverse from day one. It's incredible, uh, shocking. Oh worlds have collided sort of kind of spoiler alerts but not really um if you read them you'll see what i mean but they're really good do i read them in release order um there's different theories around that i'm i'm sort of like a a purist when it comes to that like if she wrote it in a particular order i'm gonna read it in a particular order (laughs) um but um i would just make sure you're reading all of one series then all of the next series and if you're going to do it, end with Crescent City. Those are the the last books you should read. Um, but all of them are really good, but there's a lot. I made Leah read one of the series, and I'm dying for her to start on the next one. I'm going to. I'm going to. I, I I've also that. been getting into reading more lately, so. I'm trying Same. to. Same. So uh, what, what I want to read is uh, Lilith, Lilith's Brood, Xenogenesis. Yes. Um Octavia Butler? Yeah. Yes, do it. I, so I, good. I kind of half read the first book and I really liked it. But I'm gonna reread it soon, hopefully. Yeah. So since we're talking about books, uh the only movie I've seen recently is Super Mario Brothers, and I don't really wanna recommend it. I didn't like it as much. Uh if you like <laughs> fantasy <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> If you like fantasy, YA, it's an wait, it's an adult. I'm looking at it on Google. It says adult, but I don't know why it would be. Probably adult. there's going to be some more stuff I in know, the other books. I know exactly why my series got reclassified. That last <laughs> one was like, whoo, spicy. Okay, yeah, it's probably going to be a later book then. But uh, the book is called uh, A Darker Shade of Magic. Oh, yeah. It's got a I lot of really. Books. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. 
I've, I've read the first one. I have the second one. I've started the first chapter, but I uh, haven't had a chance to really dig in. That's the series name? Um, yes, that's the series name. It oh, yes, it's okay. Schwab, right? V.E. Schwab. Oh, yes. Okay. Distant co- cousin of Les. Hmm. Oh, Thank God. You. God. <laughs> Is that a thing where you guys are? Or is it like a regional thing? Les Schwab? It's it's all over the country. Is it? I will know. What? The Les Schwab? The, the, I thought Les Schwab was all over the country. It's like a tire place. Okay, apparently not. Uh, Les Schwab is a, it's where you go to like get your tires done on the West Coast. Hmm. Uh, yeah. We have like Pet Boys and we uh, have Pet Boys too. out here. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Um, um, I mean, I guess you guys can beep out the the names. Of all <laughs> oh yeah, and there's beep and beep and and beep and, and beep and beep and beep and uh, well, I personally like beep. But what about honk? You know, <laughs> I have recently convinced a close friend of mine to read the dark tower and the only way i could do so was to agree to also read it so i'm doing a reread of the dark tower which is my second favorite series of all time fantastic um and the other thing that i recently read that i was obsessed with was the promised neverland manga so did you like the ending i I did i okay I i did i thought it was fine like the whole series was so good, <laughs> I just I loved it. Are you, what? What are you thinking, Arthur? I know you've read it. Oh, I'm a giant anime nerd, so Same. I um I was so happy when she told me she was reading The Promised Neverland, and I'm like, really interesting. Or how about you, Arthur? What have you been uh, getting into? Oh, uh, I mean, again, I'm a giant anime nerd. Um, I watch a lot of the stuff seasonally as it comes out uh, dubbed uh, just because I have this thing where if I'm reading subs, like I have astigmatism with my eyes. So if I'm reading a line, they'll go like that, which doesn't really help me as a voice actor when I'm reading (laughs) script. Um, It also helps me. Uh, I've been watching, first of all, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is one of my favorite series, period. And I've I've got I will go on and on about that series forever to the point where I will annoy Leah. Somebody um, mute him yeah. right now. <laughs> Wait, no, no. I, I I'm I'm probably gonna start the fire here, but I have to ask. I watched the CGI 2012 one. How does this one compare to the 2012 one? Because I really like the 2012 one. It's 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 not even close to how good it is. Like not even close. It really? Makes, because First of all, like Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all the turtles are different turtles. Like they're different types of turtles. They're not all the same one. Um, no, I, I've seen like two. I've seen. Funny. I saw we the first two episodes. More of the turtles. Okay, so I used to work at a home for people who were like it was a halfway house for people who had uh, mental illness. One dude just loved the turtles, so like when that show was coming out, he'd watch it, and I'd watch them with him. It looked good, but I didn't realize it was it was when it first started. So it gets like a lot better. Oh my god, yes. Um, but I mean, like Raph is like a snapping turtle. Donnie is a soft shell uh, turtle or a soft. I forget what the term is. Um, like the characterization of them, as well as the the voice actors that play them, is amazing. Channing Tatum is in it, which is weird. Like to just have that on the book. Um, 
the uh, Shredder felt scary when he finally showed up. Uh, the arc for the characters is what I really loved about it. Um, Except for the stop. new movie? Uh, yes, hesitantly. Uh, because okay, they changed it. But that's fair. I mean, it looks like it looks like it could be really good. So I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to crap on it before I see it. Uh, Favorite turtle. Ooh, from the series from Rise, it's uh, Donnie. And it's it, from all the other series. I th- probably Mikey. My man. The other My man. Yes. OK. But, I mean, you, you almost have to watch the entire series of Rise to understand why there's a, such a difference. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll find a way to watch it. <laughs> Uh, it's, Finally, a fellow dub listener. Yeah, well, um, I actually train with a lot of the dub actors to learn ADR, so I'm uh-huh. intimately familiar with them, and it really helps. Um, I'm also on a Yashihime kick. If you guys have Crunchyroll, um, I need Yashihime is um, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. No, 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 not Hakusho. What's the Inuyasha? Inuyasha. Yes, it's the it's the it's like the sequel series to Inuyasha. Um, it's really really good. Uh, we watch. We're currently watching Ted Lasso weekly as like me and my family. we watch that collectively um, as well as we just finished up the last of us, which I enjoyed like immensely. Um, and as far as movies, um, I don't think aside from uh, Super Mario Brothers in the D&D movie, haven't watched any movies. I am reading uh, the Pluto manga in preparation for the series coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I'm actually really excited for like the me- like it's a Mega Man series without like Mega Man being the focus or um Astro Boy. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That one I've heard is going to be really wild. So I, it, I've read a lot of it before. I never finished. I got like halfway through and I just restarted it. So it's 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 like a lot darker like story-wise it's not like this fun kid show it's about a detective going after like everybody's targeting the um the robot people like and taking them out like the seven strongest in order so it's actually really really interesting um but yeah i'm a giant nerd so anything that you guys you throw at me anime wise i'll probably know um i continue to annoy leah to death about the rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles uh because we got into an argument that i i because it is better than the original uh live this has been really fun guys but i need to leave now (laughs) (laughs) here i'll 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 take over quickly then uh let's see how can we, how can our dear lovely audience find your podcast Slay the Stars? I didn't say my thing. What? I, I thought that's what you were going to do. No, I didn't say my thing. <laughs> I was okay. going to reverse. Uh, either if you can stomach it and you have the will for it and you're not too traumatized, read Berserk. And I've been trying to finish The Bear and it's amazing, but man, that show stresses me out. So I only watch like one episode every few days, but it's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ed, read Red Rising, for the love of God. Okay, that's it. We'll do. <laughs> oh, and, and where you can find our stuff, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so convenient, right next to where you answer. Uh, you can find us at www.slaythestars.com. There's links to literally everything there. All of our episodes go up there. All of our news. But... You can also find us on social media at Slay the Stars on Twitter and on Facebook at Slay the Stars and at Slay the Stars underscore podcast on Instagram because we weren't fast enough to get that handle. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you guys better swoop up on LinkedIn. 
Oh, yeah. Shit. L I N K. Oh, this is a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. No, thank you for having us. Thank this was you. a lot of yeah. fun, guys. This was fun. Yes, it was thank a lot you. of fun. Uh, we should play D and D sometime. That'd be fun. <laughs> Or if you guys uh, need a break from D&D for whatever reason, uh, I also love running Powered by the Apocalypse games. I don't know if you guys have ever played them. They're mm-hmm. super easy to learn. In fact... Um, is Dungeon World based on Powered by the Apocalypse? Is that- it could be. I don't have I that one. I have Monster of the Week. I have uh, Masks and Urban Shadows. And Masks is basically you're playing your own Teen Titans. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. I want to run a cyberpunk campaign. Listen... We'll talk. That'd be fun. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you guys. And thank you for listening, everyone. Lovely please follow, audience. Please follow these guys. They're really good. I've been, I'm like caught up except for the newest episode. Cause I'm saving that one for a work day on Friday, but uh, give them a listen. They're great. They're a lot of fun. If you like intrigue, do you want to describe your show a bit actually? Uh, sure. We are a, dark fantasy sort of uh, fairy tale-esque story uh we have a small group two players one dm uh and we are going through it emotionally right now this is a, a, a listen if you are a power gamer who just wants a lot of combat this might not be for you but if you want a solid story with a lot of emotions and a lot of deep lore we are probably your podcast and we release episodes every tuesday by noon EST. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. I'm a whore for lore. I'm ready. <laughs> so much lore. There's we so do a lot of lore. other things besides just the episodes of the podcast as well. Uh, so if you're just trying to catch up quickly, we do core recaps. So yes. whenever we finish like a main story arc, we'll go back and do a summary as well as like talk about what we did in it, which I think coming up, I think Friday or Saturday, we're releasing the core three recap. I think because I got to I'm going to send that over to you tonight. Yes. Um. And then we also do dramatizations, which we'll probably do another one soonish, which is our like behind the scenes lore of like what happened outside of the episodes. Oh, I like those. There's a lot that you can get out of listening to us besides just listening to a and d podcast. So check us out. Yeah. Uh, good plugs. Good plugs. I'm going to end it with everyone. Thanking again. Every, oh, fuck. Okay. Nice. I'm gonna, <laughs> we have to restart the entire episode. Yes, restart. <laughs> Two more hours, guys. Let's do this. No. <laughs> we, Everyone's settled to one stroke per recording. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going. Uh, thanks again for everyone. And next week is, I forgot my ukulele to do the music, but uh, da, 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 da. goodbye. Today's film was Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, written by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. The screenplay was written by Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, Michael Gilio, and Chris McKay. Go show some love on their various social media accounts. They made a movie, which is more than we can say here. If you liked our guests and didn't know them already, you can find them on social media as well as looking for Slay the Stars, or, to, or just look at our follows on our social media accounts. I know... Personally, I can't wait to hear the next twist in the misadventures of Zem and Char. Stay tuned for our next episode, Super Mario Brothers.